Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Today I'm hanging out with Tyler Brown, who's a special teams graduate assistant at the University of Michigan. In three short seasons since Ty arrived, the Michigan Special Teams Unit has broken numerous school records. Ty reveals his success and how his father, Randy, molded the system years before in the NFL and as the special teams coach for the Baltimore Ravens. If you enjoy Star Wars, speaking with Ty is like having a conversation with the young Luke Skywalker. Tyler, what is your earliest memory of field goal kickers and punters? Wow, that's a great question. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. We've been friends for a long time, and it's it's finally uh, a good time for the world to uh, hear what we have to to say. And I'm excited to get to spend some some time with you here. But uh, wow, first memory of field goal. I mean, it would have to be 1998, about seven year, years old. I watched Jason Elam hit a 63 yard field goal against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I just have that complete operation the kick the call just everything ingrained into my memory and it was just one of those times that just watching ball with with your dad and i mean he he, he straight up called it right away he's like oh this thing good by at least two or three three yards and next thing i know the ball's flying through the air and it's good by two or three yards so it was an incredible kind of first thing that really stuck into my mind and started my love for field goal kicking so you basically were an undergraduate assistant, even at seven years old. <laughs> yes, always, <laughs> always getting taught, even when I didn't even know the information was just being ingrained into my, my mind. But yes, the mentorship started at a young age. I imagine, I imagine you like as like a rug rat, you know, like watching on Nickelodeon and here you are like carrying around a blanket while your dad's coaching at the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, or the, or the Chicago bears or the Philly Eagles. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my childhood and as crazy as this sounds, uh, when, when he was with the, the bears, I was nine, 10 years old, uh, flying to him. Cause that was at the time where they could, where you could have family members walk you up to the gate and I'm nine, 10 years old flying by myself to Chicago to come watch those games with them. And it was, it was an incredible experience to just be on the field at such a young, young age and be able to take in all the incredible aspects that the football environment had. So you've been coaching for 20 years. If you were seven years old when you went to your first practice with unfettered access to the world's best kickers and punters, it's no different than what you have now, right? And so the question here is, have kickers and punters' performances really changed in the last two decades that you've been around it? You know what I've really seen is just athletes becoming kickers. It's no longer just soccer players transitioning over to field goal kicking and punting. It's, it's legitimate superstar baseball players, su- superstar hockey, lacrosse players. They're now seeing what the world of kicking is can bring you and your family and they're tra- transitioning all of their focus into football and into kicking. And it's just incredible to, to see the athletes that you have at the specialist position now. That's pretty cool. 
I did, I've not didn't think of it like that, right? I mean, you yeah. see some of these old guys. When I say old, I'm thinking right early '90s kickers, mm-hmm. or you know, even Tom Dempsey, R.I.P. Brother. You know, these mm-hmm. old school, you know, club foot kickers to even like I said, the guys in the '90s. I wouldn't have placed that name of athlete on them. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. And even, I mean, I I think it's within this last three to five years that, that, that we've seen legitimate athletes as specialists. And that's just something that's really exciting to, to see. I mean, there are multiple high star basketball players and baseball players who are realizing that if they put their, if they put their mind to kicking, they can just com- completely transition and change their, their life for the better. And they have a better chance of getting that scholarship in football versus basketball. And you think it's like that. I mean, you've got baseball guys. Do you ever see other positions maybe where a guy could have been a good quarterback and he's playing kicker now? So it's actually interesting. One of the uh, recruits that I was really going for a couple years back was a quarterback who was getting recruited to play D1 AA quarterback. And he was just like, nope, I'm going to be a Division I kicker instead and just switched over. So it was, I mean, it was incredible to, to see, see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if more and more guys tra- transitioned over to that mindset. We've gone from like the water boy kicker, like Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. to like the nerdy guys that are wearing like cut off face masks <laughs> to guys that are able to play quarterback at a high yeah. level. So like yeah. when most kids were growing up, they had posters of Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, or, or Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Which NFL punter or kicker was taped to your wall? It was easy for, for me because he lived a mile away, and that was David Akers. I mean, I, I admired David Akers and just adored everything that, that he did. And, I, I mean, obviously he was on my, my wall, but I, got, I was lucky enough to be a couple miles down, down the road and be able to spend so many countless afternoons with him kicking at the memorial fields, the same ones that you kicked on when you came and visited us. So it was so much history at that field. And just to be able to, to, to have my childhood just molded by all these supreme athletes and just incredible men, uh, just something that I'm so grateful for. You know, I think that's something our politicians can listen to, that your dad was the mayor of Marlton and Evesham Township mm-hmm. in, in New Jersey. And while he was the mayor there, I mean, he actually did something. Uh, if you're a politician uh, listening to this, if you build a field of dreams like your dad did, there was unbelievable amounts of progress that I experienced in less than an hour by practicing on those fields. I mean, that place is I legendary, mean, man. Oh, I mean, you got to think. So So Hauschka's kicked on that field. Tucker's kick, kicked on that field. Graham Gano is kicked on that field. James Hairston is kicked on that field. <laughs> David Akers is kicked on that field. We've got some legends on that field, and that field has only been around for 10 years. I can't wait for your dad to run again and say, and his campaign <laughs> slogan is going to be, let's make kicking great again. <laughs> I'm sitting over here yeah. being Coach Simple saying, let's make kicking simple again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, that, so that, that was just the start. He built – so there's two now turf fields uh, across from, from that and then a turf baseball complex less than a quarter mile away from that original field so just tra- transitioning that entire town's thought 
process to let's get better fields and let's get these kids pl- playing sports instead of being inside playing video games and it's completely transitioned the youth of Marlton. So we're hanging out again with Tyler Brown. He's a graduate assistant at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Okay, you've got this title. What is it? What does it mean? What do you do? So graduate assistant is is a beautiful placement for, for me because I can get to do everything that I've planned and that I've wanted to do from, from the start of coaching. So I was a teacher for three years before I came up here to Ann, Ann Arbor. So education has always been the number one uh, the, the number one goal in my head. And just, I mean, if you think about it, coaching and teaching are essentially the same thing. So uh, I've had a love for education. So with this GA title, I've been able to get my master's degree uh, in educational leadership. So one day if uh, coaching doesn't have my love anymore, I can be an athletic director and just go that way. But, uh, but what I've loved is with this graduate assistant title, I'm able to coach on the field and do everything uh, that a kicking coach should be able to, to do. Um, and these players have loved it because we've got to hold our own meetings, chart together, watch film together, everything uh, hand, hand in hand, which we weren't able to do in the past with the analyst title. So very, very grateful for the graduate assistant title. And just we've been rocking and rolling. It's added some more juice to, to us. So just being able to watch the film together and be coachable together has just been ideal. You've been at Michigan for three years. And you've already had a Sports Illustrated All-American. How about this one? We, uh, since we since we had the uh, free time, the specialist group in the last four years because it's been it's been now f- three that I'm full four I was part time, but this specialist group has broken or tied twelve records for the University of Michigan. The specialist group has tied or broken twelve records, and that's everybody in the in, in the group. Quinn has broken. Records. Jake Moody has broken records. Will Hart has broken records, and Brad Robinson has broken records. All four of those guys are just continuously getting better and rewriting the Michigan record book day by day. It's 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 really something that is incredible to watch, and it's I'm blessed to be a part of it. Well, a lot of people would find that surprising. A lot of people would find that as a highlight, something to be talked about. But before we go into all the more accolades, mm-hmm. let's get down into those mindsets of those guys that you're around, right? Mm-hmm. The mindsets of kickers are typically talked out, talked about a lot, and they seem all to be interesting creatures. What is the collective group like that you've been around at Michigan? I think it's it's it really comes down to to two things. I think the first thing is embracing the unique nature of your position. I think all of these guys chose this path because they embrace the pressure, they embrace the the moment and they embrace the work ethic that takes place when you need to fine tune the small details. So just understanding that everybody is going to do everything that they can in our group to accomplish our goal, which is putting the ball through through the uprights or getting a 45 to 50-yard yard ball with a 4-5 hang or higher outside the numbers. I mean, we can get all those things together. But 
understanding and embracing that we've got only a few seconds to show what, what we spend hours and hours working to perfect. But is there something that you're, that you try to coach or is there something that you have learned in your 20 years of coaching that you are imparting on them? So it's football contact is, is the number one goal and the number one thing that, that we talk about. Okay. But the main thing that they love is having a caddy, having someone that they can talk to, having someone that understands the aspect of kicking and punting and, and, and knowing in the game, I mean, cause we, we play in my mind in the toughest conditions in college football, the big 10 is in my mind, the toughest place to be a specialist. You have to make minor adjustments in those games that will lead to either a make or a miss. So having someone to talk to you or prepare you for those experiences, I think that's the biggest thing that leads to our success. You play in Ann Arbor, Michigan half of the year. Yes. Typically these are nationally televised games in tough weather conditions. What else makes it tough for these guys to kick in? I think knowing how important each game is, but it, they, they don't really think about what makes it tough. They, they think about how good that they have it. In, this, in, in, in the thought of the only thing that we're thinking about when we step onto that field is our target because we completely trust our operation 100%. There is no thought of where is this ball going to be placed on the ground? Is it going to have the right tilt? Is it going to come back with the right laces? All the thought is, is where am I placing that football? Because I know where the wind is going. I know where all that is. I don't have to think about that anymore. I just think about the location. And making it simple in that mindset is why these guys are successful. Simple, trust, target. Yep. Is there anything else that you're teaching them to deal with this kind of pressure? No, because going back to the second part of what I was going to say on what makes these guys unique is they're all athletes. They have all been in pressure situations in in other sports. There's no difference in kicking a game-winning field goal versus being two outs, bases loaded, and it's a tie ball game. Or being the closer in a pitching situation where you're only up one, but you got bases loaded. These guys have have done pressure situations throughout their entire life. There's not much that can be taught besides just trusting and executing. College football is a never-ending race for the best recruits. Michigan pulls in top five recruiting classes yearly. And you've gone out there to join that in one way or another to bring the best kickers and punters to Michigan. Now, what would you tell a high school kicker or punter who wants to play Division I football at a level like Michigan? One, academics have to be your priority. The, the, the Division I college athletics, to be able to balance both your academics and college football at the same time is a very, very difficult thing to do. We don't even look at guys if if they don't have a 3.5 or higher on their GPA. Education has got to be the number one. 
aspect there. Got to be the number one goal. But more importantly, away from the academics, is you have to enjoy kicking. It has to be something that you don't feel is a job. Like you don't feel pressure when you enjoy something. You feel pressure when you're second guessing yourself and you don't really trust what you've got going on and you might not enjoy it. But if you enjoy going out there on a rainy Sunday and working on your craft, then you know you love it. And you have to love it to be able to perform and play at this level. Sometimes I feel pressure to make sure I'm asking you the right questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're all great questions, brother. They're all great. But dude, like these kids these days are like kicking 65-yard bombs. And they have so much, so much pressure internally to perform. So you know what I tell these kids when they ask me? is like, what should I be working on? I was like, one, I don't care that you can kick a 65-yarder because guess what? I'm the only one who's looking at the flags and seeing them fully stout with, with, with hurricane force <laughs> winds behind you. I'm looking at that and saying, oh, great. He would have barely snuck that in from 45. But the 20 extra yards given those gale force winds, oh, I'm proud of you, buddy. No, what I'd rather see is 100% of 15 straight balls from anywhere from 30 to 45 yards because that's where a majority of these college kicks are made. Nobody's nobody's trotting out there for a 65-yard field goal. Great. You can do it. I'm proud of you. But we don't practice that. The farthest we'll ever go back is 55 yards. In the last three seasons, dude, 8% of NCAA Division One FBS field goals were attempted from 50 plus so we've got guys dude that are like out there i don't get it is it the pressure these kids are putting on themselves i mean you're talking to them you're hearing from them what is the pressure these kids are putting on themselves it's trying to stand out with social media there are so many different specialists out there they're trying to stand out with that one sports center kick but that's great but that's not how you get a job and keep a job. You can get a job by hitting those bombs, but you can't keep a job. And what do you want to do? You want to keep your job. This is Tyler Brown, who has literally seen, been around kickers, punters, long snappers since he was like wearing diapers. <laughs> and he has seen a lot of free agents come and he has seen a lot of free agents go. And the coolest part is you've probably been around the greatest special teams unit to ever in the history of the national football league be put together. Yeah. yeah. The operation, the, the, the wolf pack operation. I mean, you see those guys tuck is so good because he's, he's great. Do not get me wrong, but his operation is great. His operation is perfect. They all trust each other and they've been together for so long that they get, what has to be done without even having to verbalize it. We're talking about Justin Tucker, Morgan Cox, and Sam Cook from the Baltimore Ravens. That is the wolf pack. These dudes trust each other, Ty said. Mm -hmm. They enjoy football, and I think they like each other too. They enjoy being around each other. <laughs> they do. They do. It is a riot being around those guys. But look, I mean, those guys have kept their jobs and have they faced competition in the last decade or so? Every single summer, 
people come in there to try to take their jobs. Every single summer, you, you've got a young cat coming in trying to take your job. But consistency keeps the job. Will Lutz was one of the guys that was trying to take Justin Tucker's job. Yeah, how did he turn turn out? Uh, he was on my fantasy. He was on my <laughs> fantasy team last year. Wasn't uh, Grant Graham Gano another one of those too? Yeah, and it's like these people don't recognize that like these kickers that are in the NFL didn't just get drafted by one team and and that's where they landed. No, Will gave Justin a run for his money. And speaking of money, I made like five dollars on a kick on Monday Night Football on week one when they had two Monday Night Football games. Anybody remember that if you're a Houston Texans fan? <laughs> Will Lutz for the win. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. But look, these kids, they look at their rankings, and I'm not this is not here to to downplay that stuff, but if you ask Justin Tucker, hey, what was your ranking in high school? He would have no idea. He would have no idea. It would be silent. Because it's, it's not material. It, it's not significant. What, just, what Justin Tucker does, and you know what you've been around, what your dad has really helped cement and, and bring together, yep. is trust in the process. Trust. And when I was up there with you, you know, seven years ago, you were like, look, this is the system. You have yep. to trust the system. Trusting the system and trusting yourself, trusting the preparation and going out there with a clear mind. That's how you get it done. As simple as it can be. And as the phrase goes, you can't think of ways to F yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. Look, and that's the best piece of coaching advice that's the best piece of life advice i've ever received it was james do you go to bed dreaming of ways to (laughs) you fill in the blank yourself and i thought about that i was like the difference between me making this kick and missing this kick is happening between my ears because i'm getting in my own way and what you guys helped me understand was you can reorient the focus on the target and then swing to it whatever happens with the ball happens mother nature takes her own pride in how she affects a ball but you put it to where you think it's got to go and she'll do the rest that's right well ty this was awesome to have you on brother uh i'm so proud of you this guy you know ty i've i've known you for you know seven years and i'm not that old and that's a significant portion of my own life but i really did feel that when i got to get coached up by you and that one time that you happened to be on the LSU sidelines during the 2013 Outback Bowl where yes you were my caddy because I had a I had a ball that was returned for a touch a touchdown a kickoff that was returned for a touchdown by that Iowa Hawkeye oh. I'm proud of you dude and I guess this is a, a part where if there's anything I didn't ask or anything that you wanted to say or or bring up that I didn't I didn't ask about you know feel free but if there's nothing yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing too. for everybody who's listening is you can never watch enough good film. Find guys that have similar swings to you. Not everybody has the same swing. So you can't try to manipulate your swing to emulate somebody else. Find somebody that has your swing type 
in the NFL and continuously watch their film. For example, Nor- Nordine swings very similar to Tucker, so he watches Tucker. Moody swings very similar to Butker, so he watches Butker. Find your swing type and watch it and see what makes them successful. Everybody has their own unique way to do it. Find something that matches your style. That's and and that's whew, I wish pretty much all we got. Well, I wish my putting was as good as Jordan Speeds <laughs> in twenty fifteen, but I'm still oh, struggling. Man. Well it's been a ton of fun. Tyler Brown Tyler Brown, ladies and gentlemen, you may not know the name, but you certainly have an opportunity to know what the name is in the upcoming season with the Michigan Wolverines and beyond. He may be an athletic director. He may be a special teams coach. Who knows where this guy's going? But all I know is that he has spent the almost entire part of his life coaching, being coached by professional kickers and punters and your wisdom, your knowledge and experience is a total gift to me and to all those who've been around you. So Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. This Thanks was for having freaking me. Anytime awesome. you need a filler, I'd love to come on back. Hey, we got only 25 minutes out of you. I bet I can get a little bit more. <laughs> uh, we could spend hours, brother. All right, my man. If you enjoyed the content, join the community by subscribing to the simple kicking channel below. Or drop a like and maybe a comment. It would be really cool to hear from you. Also, you'll find Simple Kicking on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and yes, even TikTok.